0: One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMZJ podcast. We are now on episode 19.
1: Nineteen! An yep. episode
0: after our, after our um, last one, which was our Thanksgiving special, which was released in a week after Thanksgiving. Uh,
1: yes, indeed. Sorry, I'm, it's, uh, I'm already... Uh, sorry. I'm You're already place. I'm I'm focusing. I'm focusing. Someone's... So someone's talking to me about the channel and so I'm inst- instinctively reacting.
2: Yeah and, I should
1: uh, I should not do that.
0: <laughs> so a point of clarification that blue made before this was he actually hasn't slept yet and he is hopped up on coffee.
1: I am that's why I'm speaking very quick or at least it's in my head it sounds
0: very quickly. You are speaking and, very um, quickly. okay cool. I'll shut up. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> shutting up is probably the worst thing you could do on a podcast. I
1: mean, well, maybe they want the sound of silence.
0: <laughs> mm. They could just have an ASMR of me drinking tea. Mm, and coffee. Oh, man. Well, anyway, so to the topic segment, we only had a, a couple things. One mystery topic, sorry, but... which Blue won't tell me about, uh, or hasn't told that me about it was not yet. really a mystery. I was just going to, you know... Reveal it on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, start with that?
1: Okay, well, uh, it's something that's been ha. I've watched a couple of videos on this. The most recent one was earlier today. Uh, and that is about Pokemon trading cards.
0: Okay, that's something I haven't heard about in years. I did used to, like, uh, play the, the Pokemon trading card game when I was, like, five. No, I was old. I had to be a bit older than that. Maybe, like, nine or ten yeah
1: i was never a big pokemon card
0: fan i mean i wasn't i mean i was more of a digimon
1: fan in, in general but um um the uh sorry i have gotta stop looking at this guy's chat right uh, <laughs> he's been really nice uh a lovely guy um these yes so, so i watched a um people doing these things where they buy a, a box um, of the original Pokemon cards, okay? Mm. <laughs> so these original super condition whatever bollocks. And opening them on stream and they're like showing the price of them, right? Yeah. So for one single, not, not a box, for a single like booster pack, the little plastic thing with about Whatever seven or eight cards in it? Yeah. One and a half
0: grand. For well, I I could see that. It's an unopened original pack. Somebody would have had to yep. have bought that and then sit on it for two decades. That's like
1: the average. But So I was I was watching some of the cards come out. Like the average card goes went for about like ninety dollars. And we're talking about like you know, uh, I was gonna say Mister Mime, but Mister Mime's more valuable than that. Yeah. Um, a fucking Mushroom Boy. I don't know. I can't even think of what a shit Pokemon is in Gen One at this point.
2: Uh,
0: we, well, the guy you're <laughs> thinking of is Paris.
1: Yes. Pa- oh God. Yeah. Okay. Paris was less than ninety dollars. Or a um, Zubat. Uh. Uh. Actually didn't see any Zubats. I don't. It might have not been that um particular. I was just trying to of think game.
0: of shitty Pokemon.
1: But like, the best ones- he got a shiny Snorlax, right? And that's like the best one he could've got from the boxes. Hmm. Shiny Snorlax, on its own, single card,
0: just under 16 grand. I should look back at my old Pokemon collection, cause Yeah! I, yeah, you I, should! <laughs> I have- I, I still have all the cards. They're, they're in a chest of drawers at my uh, parents' place. They're all in binders, mm. like in cases and stuff, so they should be in decent condition. Bear in mind,
1: I'm talking about 16 grand for a mint condition, not in any way damaged. Yeah, uh, all of mine would be printed.
0: Ninety percent of mine would have been in mint condition because I, the ones I played with, would have been a little rougher because I played with them. Yeah. Um, but I generally treated them all with a, like very gently. It always made me cringe when I'd see people playing the game and then they'd shuffle them like a deck of cards, but they'd bend them. Yeah. It's just like, um, oh
1: god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like uh, and the 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 evolutions EVs were also quite. I think an, e- an a regular EV, not shiny, was about three hundred and fifty dollars. What I've got like thirty of those at home. Uh, a Pikachu, again, not shiny, was about five and a half hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, five hundred and fifty dollars. All right, it's time for me to take a closer look at those cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, these are Generation
1: One mint condition. We're talking about. Yeah, albums, th- that's but, um, when I played. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's pretty interesting. Um, just how vast, expensive little pieces of cardboard can be.
0: Well, I think I've I've found an idea for a uh, future video. Um, I'm going to dig out those old Pokemon card binders, and you and I yeah. are going to go over them on a on a video. Oh my god! Because. <laughs> It. I'll be here with the stats.
1: How much is everything worth? Um, <laughs> but then, would you? I do I feel like even if you found out the thing was super expensive, it would give me more reason not to sell it.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, so not, it's
1: not like, like I'm, now I'm holding an artifact. <laughs> that
0: that is probably how I'd I'd feel about it too. Like, it's not like it's nice to know it's it's there um, hmm. because you know if I ever were hard up for money, I could I could maybe sell them, but. You're right the in thinking about it realistic, it's nice to know how much they're actually worth and that they've accrued value, but in um in real terms, I probably wouldn't sell them because they have more value to me in terms of uh like a a nostalgia value, yeah. or like you know somebody who hangs a painting in their house, right It's just like, oh, look, I have this cool thing that's actually worth cash and it's pretty
2: mm.
1: Yeah, and uh yeah, how much, how much is nostalgia worth is a real question. <laughs> Quite a bit. I mean,
0: there. I, oh yeah. So I recently, so I was really into Transformers when I was a kid. Um mm-hmm. it was my favorite show growing up, um like my favorite animated show when I was like 4 or 5 years old and it it continued to be for many years after that. Yeah. Um and then the subsequent series that they made beyond that, their original run. They like the nostalgia for that they released the original company that made the Transformers toys released these masterpiece edition versions and they're ridiculously expensive but they're also significantly higher quality um and they're much more accurate to what they looked like on the shows cuz there was some disconnect a lot of the time mm. so i bought like the masterpiece version of the original Transformers Generation 1 Megatron which he was because he was the the one where the original toy was, like, nothing like he was in the show. Um, yeah. Which, I never got the original toy, because it, it got banned in the U.S. because he transformed into a gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it got banned
1: everywhere, I think.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. They it, The problem here is that specifically, even model guns have to have, like, that orange safety tip on them. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're not confused <laughs> with real ones. It
1: wasn't like, oh. Or the particular attachment
0: on that weapon is not legal in Boston. You can't have <laughs> Megatron around here. <laughs> yeah, Megatron. You've got to get the right colored sights. You, you can't have a stock. Like, what are you doing, man?
1: Exactly, yeah. Like, if it was an M4A1S or something, like, that's fine, but, you know.
0: But yeah, I got the, um, Masterpiece Edition of that, and that was, like, $350 or something like that. Mm. And so, yes, Nostalgia pay... You, you. People will pay a lot for, for Nostalgia. Uh, I actually recently bought like an old NES console uh, second hand, which it 's surprising how cheap you can get them for. Like I got because we sold our NES console so we could upgrade when I was younger. Like I sold my NES so I could buy a um, N64,, yeah. which is something that I deeply regretted later because I, I would have yeah, really I liked imagine. to still have that and still be playing those old games because I had, I had a decent collection on that system. Mm. Um, so, at a, in a fit of nostalgia, I, I bought a, an original NES and then some games for it, just to, to play around on it. And mm. but it was it wasn't that expensive, to be honest. I think I paid a hundred bucks for the console and maybe fifty total for all of the games I got. I didn't get any yeah, of the the rare expensive. games. They're
1: not the... old and quite old enough just yet. I know it seems a bit mad, but if it's Within your generation within your lifespan basically. That's probably not But probably not quite old enough yet.
0: If you think about it though, the NES came out in nineteen eighty five, the Pokemon cards we were just talking about came out in the mid nineties.
1: Yes, but I think people take a lot less care of little pieces of cardboard as opposed to giant hunks of plastic and tech.
0: That is a very good point.
1: Also, I don't know if it's just been like in the last few years, or if I've just been missing the plot. But there's been a lot of restorations for that kind of stuff these days.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And th- I think it probably also changed things a bit when Nintendo released like the NES Mini, and the uh, like they released all the old NES games or a bunch of the old ones for free on the Switch. Hmm. Uh, So I think that probably hurt the market, the nostalgia market, a little bit. So you've now got the people who just want to play those old games again. Yeah. And the only way they could have done that before was to, well, buy the old console. But now that these older games are being released on more modern things, or even the NES Mini, which looks like the NES, but tiny and mm-hmm. you still have the same boxy controller that dug into your palms.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I use uh, uh, what, one of them. Uh, I I'm trying to remember what the console was, I don't know if it's SNES or NES. I think it was, um, we,
0: on an earlier podcast we talked about old consoles, and when I showed you pictures you identified it as the SNES. It was the Nintendo 64, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe it was the Nintendo 64. Okay, never mind. But you... I showed you a picture of the NES, the NES, and you confirmed that you'd never seen it. Right. At the time, at least.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's not yeah, good. I uh, played around with that for a little bit. My brother bought one a long time ago, and we got, like, Mario Kart and stuff on it. Mm. And that was pretty fun. Um... But it's something I'd play once for the, oh, hey, it's a really cool old console and it looks half decent. Mm. Um, but it's not something I would, like, it's not like a PC that I'd go on every day. Yeah, there, <laughs> you know
2: there's, I mean?
0: there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple old games. I'd pick it up to maybe do a playthrough of some of my old favorites, like, I mean, Ocarina of Time is the classic one that everyone seems to bang on about. But I did really enjoy that game. And more than that one, actually. What?
1: But I liked it, but generally, I'm not a huge Zelda fan. Uh, I think the games drag on a
0: little bit too much for me. Ocarina of Time, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun playing it as a kid, but it doesn't occupy the same sort of mythical status that it does, I feel like, for a lot of people.
1: No, I Um. think Zelda's definitely dropped off over time.
0: Also, I liked Majora's Mask better.
1: It's too much thinking for this day
0: and age. People yeah. want to shoot guns. <laughs> uh, that, ironically, though, that's something that annoyed me about the new Zelda that came out on the Switch. Like, is that Wind Waker? No, uh, uh, Wild something. No, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, Wind Waker was the sailing one, I think.
1: Oh yeah, I think I quite enjoyed that one. I think I had it on DS.
0: I, I was one of the people that was too bothered by the massive shift in the graphics.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty big. Shift. I, like but looking, I, I quite like
0: those. So. I I I if I wasn't expecting a Zelda game, I would have liked it. Mm. That was my problem. Yeah, is no, it, I'd it didn't come feel off like a Zelda game. Of, I'd come off of Majora's Mask, which was like it was a very serious and kind of darker. Our version of Zelda from um, Ocarina of Time and then I went to that game next and I was like, oh oh, this isn't what I was expecting. And I think if I had gone in there just thinking, hey this is a cool like, sail around adventure game I would have liked it. But it's because of like, the difference between expectation and reality, it was a bit jarring.
1: Mind you you go into Black Flag thinking it's gonna be an Assassin's Creed game and then you're happily pleased that it is (laughs) (laughs) no
0: that's true oh this i could have like that game became so shitty every time you had to play assassin's creed but the rest of the game was just hey let's have a happy fun time pirate adventure on the open seas sea shanties sea shanties Uh, yes in fact finding a new sea shanty became the prime motivation for leaving your ship because if they if you didn't they would just sing the same damn one every single time (laughs)
1: I turned mine off pretty fucking quickly. Oh, I loved them. Um, I think my boyfriend of the time, though, just fucking loved them and leaves them on the whole time. He'd start, like, just randomly bursting into a song in the middle of the fucking week, and it was so annoying. <laughs> um, but, uh... like Pokemon cards, but instead something that I actually played, mm. Yu-Gi-Oh cards.
0: I played that, too. Actually... Like, did play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. that was the game that i played uh my my friends from high school we had after after school like a few times a week uh they'd they'd come over to my place and we'd play a few a few rounds of mm-hmm.
1: that did you ever get the um the when they came out the the arm mounted no uh, did you know, oh, my got I, I did one not oh i probably did I, <laughs> it was so clunky
0: and awkward but I, it, you felt so cool <laughs> I think one of my friends may have at some point but when yeah. we played no and we, we never like we'd, we'd occasionally have the show on in the background or we'd have uh, the anime Yu Yu Hakusho on or Cromartie High School which is another really good one
2: Yeah,
0: um, we'd have something like that on in the background and just be playing playing the games but we <laughs> oh my god
1: I used to i i when it was like originally becoming a thing I yeah. really enjoyed it then uh, when they added too many cards and some really quite confusing cards I that, kind of lost interest
0: that was always the weird thing there was a lot of very the wordier the cards got the more room for misinterpretation there was which mm. ends up with, with a lot of like fighting when you've like made a deck and you think you know how something works and it turns out ...that some judge somewhere made a call, and it works completely different than that. Um, it did get a little obtuse.
1: Well, they banned Black Hole, I mean... Black Hole's the ultimate field leveler, because if the enemy is playing super complex cards... ...you can just be like, ha, fuck you, they're all dead! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, what was it? Um, there was also, uh... Another one got banned, was, was it Rageki? Rageki? Change was of
1: a- Heart, I think, got banned?
0: Change of Heart did get banned, but Regeki was the one that destroyed the entire enemy line and left yours alone.
1: Oh, I don't remember that
2: one.
1: Mm. I vaguely remember the name, but I can't remember what it looked It
0: was like. banned from the, or, in the original set. I don't think they ever unbanned it. Right. Like, it was only they, for, like, free play. Did they ban Pitfall? I don't know. I don't think so. I, huh. Again, you're. This is this is me going back and trying to remember a band list from when I was sixteen. I mean,
1: I don't I don't really remember the names, I just remember the pictures. <laughs> mm. um,
0: That's like me with people.
1: Yeah. Uh, but no, like I I really love that. I don't know how much they're possibly worth now.
0: Um, I imagine it's it's similar, but probably not to the same extent as uh, Pokemon. It definitely won't be. In- Anyway, near Pokemon, I don't think. I don't don't think they ever were. A lot of the Wizards of the Coast stuff. Magic cards were another one. um, But those tend not to be... Like, unless you're talking about the seriously old ones that have been out of print forever, for, like, collectors,
2: Mm.
0: you're really not going to see magic cards get up in price because they remake them and reprint them like every three or four sets.
1: Unless they're considered racist.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, then they never (laughs) reprint them again. Yeah, oh, yeah, and they become really valuable. <laughs> that fucking Jesus that made Christ. me laugh so hard. They they're like they banned a card because it like what it it like it made um it gave attack power bonuses to white creatures, which that if you if you never played Magic the Gathering, the card game, there are five basic like uh creature types, colors. There's there's red creatures which are generally like offensive like fire and mountain and stuff like that and then there's blue which is about like control and they generally have like ocean motifs then you've got green which is you know about growth and building up power and uh you know getting a lot of uh energy to summon more shit and they're generally forest looking there's white which is like divine creatures like angels and uh, knights and things like that and there's black which is generally like monsters like vampires and zombies and it's all about like, re- like reanimating dead things and poisoning and stuff so it's not like but they banned it because the card said give all white creatures plus one one and I'm like what what it's like you- you're gonna have to ban like basically that entire color from the game if you go down that route sorry mini rant but the the thing blue is referring to is a few months back and i think we talked did we talk about it on the podcast i don't know if we did Uh,
1: i'm not sure i think it might have been a bit too spicy for us at the time they
0: (laughs) they they banned a few uh cards because they thought they had racist undertones um and it out of the the cards they banned there's only one of them that i could see being a little bit too spicy but the other ones are just completely open to interpretation Anyway, they banned them, and the price of those cards on, like, the second-hand market went through the roof overnight. Like, people were buying up them up left and right. So, as usual, banning something, because you don't want it to be seen or used, has the opposite effect.
1: I've got a re- sorry, I've, i have have It's fine. I My- looked at something, and I'm super mad, and I don't know if we're going to be able to discuss it or not, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it in
0: the interim between segment one and two. In um, y-
1: sorry,
0: yes. Uh, did you have any topics for this week? Well, I think that one other thing we wanted to talk about because we we seem to be just talking about nostalgia. Oh at this yes, point. yeah, I remember. Um, recently, uh, Blue pointed out that Sonic 3D Blast, which was a game that I played yeah. on the PC, it was a, it was a, we had a Windows 95 PC. This was when I was like six or seven years old. And this was one of the only games we had for it. And it was this 3D, like, isometric Sonic game. And you'd run around, uh, beat robots, save birds, and then fight boss battles. It was very simple arcadey kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, we've both been playing through it a bit this week, and... Uh, God, that game had horrible controls. It
1: was... well, for in the, uh, back in the day it was very normal controls, as we've discussed, but... To us, who are now used to WASD for movement and spacebar for jump, hmm. it's uh, very irksome to use arrow keys for movement and S and D
0: for jump and roll. Yeah, <coughs> well, and I, it's for A and or SV. D. Yeah. But yeah, to be fair, after after a little bit, I, I sort of got used to it, got into the rhythm. Like the old, it's my my brain still has the memory of playing it back there somewhere so but it just uh it did take a little bit of getting used to that's something that you don't well you don't think about so much now the s- control systems are fairly standardized throughout most games now hmm. most games are the same type at least indeed
1: um yeah I was... No. I was going to say, I, I was trying, trying to remember if we discussed things already. Uh, did we discuss the army man thing? No. Okay, yeah. That's uh, another really, really, really old game that I played as a child and so did uh, Another Person with the Hive, which is again really weird because <laughs> it's interesting to see what games came out in America and England and uh, vaguely separate age groups would play. Yeah, Um, like it seems kind of one in a million ish, but I guess it's it's
0: not because it keeps happening. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, I guess there are certain yeah yeah certain games that are either timeless, but I also think there was a lot more. Like I played a ton of games on the NES, but by the time I was old enough and playing games on the NES, it had already been out for a little over five years, and. Like, the Super Nintendo was out already. The only reason I was playing games on the NES was because I got it as a hand-me-down from one of my cousins out west. Um, yeah. And I, I, so I inherited those games, and that's why I... That was my only console for, like, maybe five or so years or more, and then I got uh, an N64. That was the first new console I ever got. Yeah, And so I think maybe there's an element of that to it. Maybe back in the, uh, back in the day... Um, when you're younger like games can last you a little bit longer because mm. you can you're more easily entertained
1: also I have a lot I spent a lot less time on the computer when I was a child We got um, uh, initially we got like one hour of game time a week mm. so everything took a lot longer to do um, I I don't know if we ever completed Sonic, (laughs) I can't remember, Um, and we had that for years. Hmm. Uh, Because one hour of game time is not enough time to get good at a game. It's enough to enjoy a game, which is perfect, but you're probably not going to make much progress.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think... I didn't really... Have limits put on how much time I could play, but it was more like, um, you know th- this is your free time, do with it as you will, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and
0: so it was it was whether or not I was, you know, playing outside or playing on the the console. I kind of did whichever. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I didn't. I wasn't like a kid who sat like glued to the TV for hours and hours. Um, I'd kind of rotate between doing things. I didn't have the attention span to sit doing one thing for long periods of time.
1: Yeah.
0: Or at least that's how I remember it, but who knows? I I...
1: probably would've, but then, I don't know. No, I don't know. (laughs) The the alternative was be bored, so...
2: (laughs) <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I I did a hell of a lot of stuff to try and entertain myself, but at the end of the day, there's not many things that are more entertaining than a specifically made game. Yeah, meant to entertain people. Like your my imagination
0: can only go so far. I don't know. I just I'm remembering like so, this has just become you know, too. And try to remember place? their childhood. Yeah. Uh, it was so long ago. <laughs> I'm sure old.
2: Yeah. Oh. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> this is we're kind of floundering here. Um, yes. Yeah, shall we talk about something else just to kind of round us off? Yeah. Here? Have you got something?
2: Hmm?
1: Have you got something? Uh, not really? No. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I have been playing... Uh, wait, did we talk about narrative last week?
0: I don't know. God, <laughs> this is the just... Worst this, today. Th- we started off strong today, and this has just uh, all gone terribly, terribly wrong.
1: I think I got narrative. Yeah, because last week it was Spyro, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, I feel it's it for all those concerned out there. Yes, I've now completed all three games 100% on uh, Spyro. Spyro i moved on to Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja
0: Storm 3.
1: Which Uh, sounds a lot
0: more exciting than it is. It's 90% cutscenes.
1: It is. It's basically an anime. But um, I really like the gameplay. But I understand
0: that a lot of other people probably wouldn't. Um, Watching you play it made me just want to watch Dragon Ball Z.
2: Yeah.
0: It's pretty, I would say.
1: And they've put a lot of work into it, but there isn't a vast amount of things you can do. It's more like an experience that you enjoy once, and you're like, cool, I've done that now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, if I were to play it again, I would totally skip all the cutscenes, and the whole game would probably last me half an hour.
0: <laughs> um, well, that's I, that's. you say it, it's more like watching an anime, and honestly, that's my impression from watching it, watching you play it, is it seems to be a game that's made for people who would like to watch an anime, and then occasionally press buttons.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, just to make sure you're awake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were kind of, you You're watching and every so often you paused an important thing was being said. Mm. But at some point I think you realized that an important thing is being said every five minutes. So you just gave (laughs) up eventually (laughs) trying to talk to me. (laughs) Um... And I wasn't telling you to be quiet. It just felt right to be quiet. I understand that.
0: Yeah, there was was a change in the tone, a plot point. Two physically identical characters were talking at each other. And honestly, um, I couldn't tell which one was
1: talking. And I think it's like pretty damn close to the actual canon plot of the anime. Hmm. Um, Based on my vague recollection. Uh, But it's... There's a lot of fights that you go into, like, with the whole, um... There's the five Kage's versus the... Uh, they're, like, the five leaders of all the ninjas. Yeah, okay. Versus okay. the one son of God, basically. And like, oh my god, this is going to be an insane fight. And it is an insane fight. And he's in this, like, giant flaming blue colossus while you're attacking him with these five different awesome people. And they finally beat him. And he goes, cool, right, I'm going to retreat now see you for another fight later. And I'm like, what?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How can you escalate from the five strongest people on, like, the planet? Well, not the five strongest, but the five world leaders. Like, I I assume that it's purely because it has to be Naruto that beats all the evil people at some point.
0: Oh, yeah. I th- um. So this was the... First of all, I, I want to say, because I guarantee you, what if you didn't clarify what the what, kages? What if you didn't clarify who the hell they were? People wouldn't have known what you are talking about. That like, I've seen the original anime, and even still, when you were talking about like plot points and who people were, I was just like, what language is he speaking? I mean, in theory, Japanese, but yeah. I, mean, <laughs> um, I, I think I came to this conclusion after watching a few of those cutscenes with you, the of the, while you were playing it yesterday, and that was that. Naruto, I think, is an anime that appeals to people who, no, who see themselves as losers. Because that's what Naruto is. He's, an, he's a complete loser who just somehow ends up you know, being friends with all the cool people and gets all these yeah. superpowers.
1: It's an, it's an underdog story. Except it,
0: by the end of the
1: first season, it's not really an underdog anymore because he's yeah, the same power or higher as everyone else.
0: Exactly, that's kind of my point. Is yes, at the beginning, you that like that was what got me watching in the first place, and I enjoyed it because you're right, it was like it was an underdog story. He was kind of an outcast. He was hated by people. It wasn't really clear why, and he was struggling to find his place in the world. It's like okay, that's a good plot, but then. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm also secretly a god and have all these other powers and stuff, and I can kick anyone's ass no matter what because the plot needs it to happen. And I'm like, okay, you've kind of lost me now. He's not really a god. He's he's not a he's god. He's just Somebody like shoved cursed a god by a him.
1: really fucking strong demon, which kind of helps him more now. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's
0: a. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: There are a lot of cool
0: characters. There are, (laughs) and that was what I used to say about that anime was because I I watched it the whole way through, and after a while I was watching it less for the plot and more for alright, let's see what other cool person they'll bring out. Like the things that the show is named after the main character, Naruto, and every time he was on screen I was like, oh, get this boring asshole away from me. Show me one of the other cool people. Because they'd all have these interesting powers and techniques and shit, and they'd do, like, cool stuff, and he would just yes. do the exact same three moves every...
1: Primarily Rasengan, Shadow Clone Jutsu. That's
0: it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Alright. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's nothing else you have to say about that game. I think we've, uh, officially hit a new low. We're talking about Naruto on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, doesn't it make you think of college (laughs) no I I didn't watch it in college I watched it in high school Mm. Um, but yeah alright we'll end this segment there Um, thank you everyone for listening this is the end of segment one we are now moving on after a brief transition to segment two And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment, and during the countdown, Blue was trying no, to make me laugh. No, no, keep it. Keep, oh, okay, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he also doesn't want me to repeat what he I, said I to thought, try and make I me laugh. I thought it was,
1: I was not trying to make you laugh, I was trying to, I don't know,
0: throw you off. Add some spice <laughs> to that and yet, scene. I held on to my professionalism. You did, like a true gentleman. That's faced right. by a giant, you know, on to go, to go on, right, you start. <laughs> Alright, so we actually did have movie night this week. In did. fact, we had movie night last night. Just about, uh, we just we, remembered it in the nick of time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so this week it was my pick, and I selected uh, The Boondock Saints, mm. which is, um, okay. as I was joking, the probably the most Boston movie that ever was made.
1: After about an hour of indecision,
0: he came yeah, up with this. Well, it was a little <laughs> bit more than that. And in the end, I ended up rolling a die to choose between two movies. Yep, I was either going to be *Boondock Saints* or *American Gangster*, which is also another very good movie, which is two and a half hours long. Um, but *The Boondock Saints* uh, it's kind of a classic in Massachusetts, uh, mainly because it was—I mean—it was a movie made about Boston. Yeah. Um, well, not about Boston specifically not yeah not Boston specifically but just all the, the you know high shots of the city skyline they kept walking around like going to different landmarks and um, yeah it
1: was about Boston in the same way that Die Hard's about Christmas
0: that's a good <laughs> actually that's a good metaphor <laughs> but at least it's one of those kind of regional movies where I think everyone in this state has heard of it, and most people have seen it, and the I th- the closer you get to Boston proper, I think the more people who would just say it was in their top movies. Hmm. Um, well,
1: how old is it? Because, I mean, it was...
0: 99. 99, it's okay. 21 years old now.
1: Oof. Maybe uh, people yeah. are going to start to forget it pretty soon then.
0: Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's still kind of a... Cult classic here, mm. but the um, the the general. Like, oh, also, just one one last thing on this point before I start going into what the movie is actually about. Uh, we we were looking up the like I was I was looking up what movies came out in nineteen ninety nine because I felt like there was a lot of good movies that came out that year. Um, and then I I looked and there were quite a few. Uh, but then I saw for some reason the Metacritic score, which is based on you know, all the, like an amalgam of all the critic ratings for a movie, and then the user review or like the the user on IMDb review of the movie were very disparate. Like people had given the movie like 7.8 stars out of 10, but the critics had given it like 44%. Hmm. And I was like, okay, this is weird. So I clicked on it, and two critics gave it kind of like a middling review, like between 40 and 60%. One critic had given it 25%. And then one had given it seventy-five percent, and it was the Boston Globe, <laughs> which is a, it's a big newspaper around here. And I'm like, of course, the one that gives it the highest rating is the one from Boston. Um. Anyway, but so the movie, if you don't know the plot, uh, follows along uh, these two uh, these two brothers uh, who are. I, like, I don't know, I they, it's never really quite established if they're like first generation Irish immigrants or if they're actually, like they were born in Ireland and came over here, but two Irish brothers living in South Boston who, through a contrived series of events, end up uh, getting into a bar fight with some uh, Russian mob people uh, who then come to take revenge on them and they end up, you know, uh, having to kill the guys in self-defense in a very ridiculous and over-the-top fashion. At which point they sort of decide it's their calling to take out all the evil and corrupt gang people throughout the city and the movie just follows along with them. Doing that in more and more ridiculous and over the top fashion. Mm. Well,
1: what, and, one one trend that ran throughout the film is that what what they would do is the the producer of the film is they'd show you the end result of a battle, and mm. then they'd go back and show you how it happened.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I was uh, kind of getting into there. Is they the other plot line is they're following an FBI inspector. Uh, played by William Defoe, I think his name is. He's oh. the guy that played the Green Goblin in the original Spider-Man movies. Yeah, Willem. Willem is it Willem?
1: I think it is. That's why i
0: always had it, it pronounced. Yeah, is it Willem or William? You, you keep doing either way. It's last name's Defoe. That guy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Willem. W i l l e m. Yeah, so, oh, Willem. Okay. Anyway, so he's the guy. He's an FBI investigator, and throughout the movie. Like Blue was saying, what you'll see is that you'll see sort of the beginning to what's about to happen to the two brothers, and then it'll cut to the end result, and then this FBI investigator is, like, piecing together what's happened, and then they'll show you the actual, like, as he's talking about what happened, then they'll show you what what the brothers actually did. Um... And it's just, it's a really, I, I, I really like it, because I find it really entertaining, because you, you're right, you see the aftermath, and then it's like, how the hell did that happen? And then, as it's revealed, you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know,
1: I like, I like my action films. But hmm. when they're kind of gangster uh, mob kind of films... Mm. i I kind of like them more
0: realistic more grounded yeah
1: Yeah. i mean if it feels like i don't know it could have very easily gone one of two ways it could have very easily gone into a comedy or it could very easily have gone into an actual mob film um yeah and and it does kind of
0: gyrate between the two
1: yeah and it kind of offset me a bit um I'm sure. I'm sure that works for some people, but it was just kind of jarring because there's a serious scene followed up by a joke, and I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. confused now. Uh,
2: and the, there's also.
1: Uh, sorry, no, 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 no. Finish your thought. I was just going to say, and the Willem Dafoe
0: character uh, really annoyed me in general. Oh my god. Yeah, he. <laughs> I really like, but in the beginning, though, like. Throughout most of the movie, he he was good, but I, I agree with you that at the end, he kind of gets he's he's converted to their side a little bit too easily. And spoiler alert: there's some things that he just knows, but he doesn't it doesn't
1: explain how he knows. And when they have just raided the the guy's house and the the, the crazy person is waiting on the street for them, right? Yeah. Um, in the flashback, like, when it's overlaid, the, the the detective in real time, Yeah. the detective in real time is firing a gun up in the air.
0: Yeah, that's where it starts to get ridic- that, first of all, doing that in a residential neighborhood you're gonna kill somebody, cause those bullets will eventually come back down.
2: Yeah.
1: So I'm like, did, did, did that actually happen or not?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something that that always has bothered me about that scene too. Mm. But
1: yeah, I, I interrupted you earlier from what you were gonna say. This. Oh,
0: I was just gonna say there's quite a few. I was gonna change over to there's there being there's quite a few memorable quotes from the movie. Uh, I find that you'll you'll be able to anyone who's seen the movie will probably know what you're talking about. One of them is the that that scene right before he fires the gun in the air, and he's just, and he walks out front, and he just throws his hands in the air, and is like, THERE WAS A FIREFIGHT! <sighs> There's that one, um, one of my favorite funny ones is, like, you remember when they're, like, drinking really heavily, and the gun goes off in the apartment and kills the pet? Oh, yeah, I was like, did that just happen? I didn't even see the cat, well, like,
1: being there. So I wasn't sure what happened yeah. until they were like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, and then at the end, the one of the right before it fades to black, the one brother is just like I can't believe that just fucking happened. <laughs> Which I always find hilarious because it's exactly what the audience is thinking at that moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone expects the people to die and they're fine with it, but when a pet dies it's like
0: <sighs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of yeah.
1: Um yeah, but I know it's really um, there was a uh, a rude thing that was said at one point by the detective when he's taking mm. a phone call I yeah. know well, I did make me crack up a little bit but um, cuddle but it was so awkward like that scene was so awkward and that line at the end just relinquished that awkwardness
0: <laughs> for me at least
1: I, I know. think
2: uh, it,
0: and I think that was kind of the the the, the point. point of it, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but no, yeah, we we'll got the end. The whole detective changing side shit and dressing up as a fucking transvestite and <coughs> oh god.
0: Yeah, there's there's some weird choices near the end. Mm-hmm. I personally having seen the movie quite a few times, I, I really, really like the first, like, half to three quarters of the movie, but the the end really does kind of start to lose yeah.
1: me. And, and right at the end, the way they actually do end it, I think is really mm-hmm. bad. Because <laughs> they're basically are common criminals.
0: Yeah, at that point. It, it, that's... So that's, that's actually a good point to transition um, this conversation, because I think this is... We've basically gone over plot points, things we liked and disliked throughout the, the movie itself. But the the theme of the movie in general is kind of uh, vigilantes, right? Being yeah. the only ones who can take down these big, corrupt, like, uh, evil people, essentially. Yeah. But the way it's kind of portrayed haphazardly at the beginning, it makes it... It kind of seems a little bit more... Balanced. You see these people, and they're kind of just—they're deciding things arbitrarily. And but then you get to the ending, the part you're talking about, and they it, its like a public execution where they're—they're they're pointing guns out at the the audience and like telling them like that they're—they've become morally self-righteous by the end, which I don't know. I—it's not. I can see where they were going with it, but it doesn't really feel...
1: You know, what it actually... It reminded me of the uh, Dark Knight Trilogy Part 3, where Bane Bane has taken over the city and the courthouses are just like, eh, I think they should die. Let's throw them out into the water and just let them die. That's exactly... The feeling I got of them marching into a um, courthouse and just mm. no, wh- whatever you're saying or thinking or doing, no nah, ends now. We're telling you that he's going to die.
0: Um, yeah, it's and I, I said this last night, but I think that it potentially come. It, it's it's a message from its era, right? Because the end of the 90s, you saw a lot of movies like that. Um, the, the, both The Matrix and Fight Club also had similar themes where... Not, not similar themes in the vein that they're talking about, like vigilantes and that kind of like mob justice sort of thing. Mm. But similar themes in that they kind of reflected a bland hopelessness, right? Like, people at the... It, like, in the, the mid to late 90s, there was kind of this... I don't know, I guess this this feeling that this, uh, like, dry, bland, corporate everything was, you know, sucking the soul out of people. And all these evil people were just allowed to do whatever the hell they wanted because they had money and influence and stuff. And I, I feel like movies like this, uh, in the same vein as movies like Fight Club, were just creative ways that were uh that kind of gave release to that kind of a feeling i don't agree with it at all no. <laughs> like I, I i think if a movie like that came out today it probably wouldn't hold up nearly as well well it's
1: um, it's an interesting concept it is one that's been played a couple of times now uh i think as we said those that we, we t- discussed about the similarities with that and death note oh yeah um, yeah which is a great anime
0: yeah. Uh, death Note, by the way, people who haven't seen it an anime where a high school student um, or no, college prep student, he wasn't in high school manages to find a this this notebook from the afterlife and basically if he writes someone's name in it, uh, they die and they, if they, he can write a cause of death and like time of death and they'll die in the way that he, he writes it in the book and he uses it to try and take out you know, criminals and people just en mass, and it, yeah, it that that move that anime is played a lot better. I think this is what you were talking about last night. It becomes like a battle of wits between this guy, who's using vigilante justice to try and correct the world around him, and a detective who's trying to catch him and prevent him from killing anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, Whereas in this movie, they give up.
0: Yeah, yeah. in this movie the detective just joins up with them and they decide you know what vigilante justice all the way And equally disappointing ending in both of them
2: yeah Um,
1: even though they have like opposite endings because theoretically in Boondock Saints they get away with it if it's gonna be a a quick ending I think they shouldn't get away with it if it's gonna be a long ending I would love if they did get away with it because they've earned it
0: (laughs) you know what I mean yeah if they If there was more of a build-up to it. Yeah,
1: like um, uh, Catch Me If You Can, for
0: example. Oh yeah, I really liked that movie. It is
1: quite... It's a brilliant movie. Uh, It's quite a short and sharp end. And he does get caught. And he goes to prison. Uh, But then they're like... You're a really intelligent, smart guy. We'll let you out of prison if you work for us. And I think that is a brilliant... (laughs) ending yeah um, I mean uh, and it's a true story so I mean it's even, mm. it's even more brilliant um, but I, I enjoyed the Moondock Saints but it's not something that I could really sink my teeth into
0: yeah and I think looking at it now like because it's been a few years since I watched I think the last time I watched it the whole way through was in college Um and I, having watched it the whole way through again, it really there is a very jarring tone shift near the end, and I think this is what we were talking about earlier, where you said it's it's moving back and forth between like comedy action and like serious mob drama action, and it's there's a shift where because every everything up until that point, even when they're they're taking out like a room full of mobsters or those guys get shot in the diner um, by Rocco, it's Oh, excuse me, it's all played kind of silly, right? Mm. They're, they're taking out all these horribly corrupt people and evading the police almost by sheer luck and coincidence. And there's there's funny bits to it because they're kind of incompetent in the ways that they do it a lot of the time. Like the whole scene with the rope. Um, but then at the end, when they're in the courthouse and when they're in the, the basement of the mob boss's house, yeah, like, it's suddenly very serious and it it's like they're they're no longer kind of goofy and fooling around and somehow lucking out of you know being caught by the police and everything like that. Now it's like suddenly very very serious and gritty, like yeah, the whole dark night. They switch between
1: badass and like childish yeah. innocence, which just yeah. is old.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I think it was much better balanced in the beginning of the movie, but they they kind of go over the top near the end. Yeah,
2: I was
1: kind of trying to work out right at the beginning why they were allowed to just, you know, walk around in the middle of the church sermon. Um, Because they hadn't done anything up to that point.
0: I I think it's kind of implied throughout the movie that family connections, right? Right. Like, maybe... Because if that was... It's kind of implied that that guy at the end was their dad, right?
1: No, well, I don't know. I did think that, but then I was like, but no, they can't... They can't have been their dad. Why not? Uh, I don't know, I feel like... I,
0: I think that that's what it was implying, because the whole reason he doesn't kill him is he hears them doing the family prayer, and then he completes it, and then... Yeah. Like they they they're they're in their mid twenties and they say that this guy has been locked up for twenty five years, so they wouldn't really know what he looks like. Oh, did they say that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they already fucking shot at him once. Well, right, but the, exactly, they didn't know who he was, and he didn't know who they were because they hadn't seen each other in more than two decades.
1: It could have helped if they you know said something.
0: I think they they kept it ambiguous on purpose. They didn't like spell it out. It was something you're supposed to put piece together and go, oh.
1: Mm, Yeah, not. There are some things that that works with, but I don't think that was. I don't know. I don't know. It just felt. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I say that too much. Um.
0: Yeah. Any any closing thoughts you have on the Boondocks? Cl- uh, closing thoughts. I re- like I said. I really like the first three quarters of the movie. I find it thoroughly entertaining. Um, mm. But the moral of it is just something that I I'm not really ever on board with. I as as much fun as it is to watch you know Batman punch people or yeah. mob boss to get shot in the face. I. It's not like it's not I think a moral philosophy I could ever get mine. be on board with, yeah. yeah that's fine all right, well, the only other thing I've been doing this week i've been um I've been rewatching two shows just like have I've kind of had them on in the background uh while I've been working, just to have something some noise to fill the the space while I'm doing fucking paperwork uh, one is Battlestar Galactica the series from the early 2000s and then the other one is a show that I think was on AMC that then got bought by Netflix which was uh, Hell on Wheels uh, both of them excellent shows uh, Battlestar Galactica it's a very it's a sci-fi show that's in a very different vein from sci-fi shows like uh star trek or stargate where they're kind of going places and these new characters and things are what what really drives the plot Mm. whereas Battlestar galactica it's more like they're kind of it's a it's a group of survivors stranded on like a small number of ships like running from an enemy that's chasing them and So the story becomes much more about inter-character drama, um, how each person is dealing with the situation, how they resolve different crises that are resulting from the situation that they're in, try to get by with the limited resources they have and still stay alive. I I really, really like it because the character writing in it is just excellent. it's not a sci fi genre that appeals to anyone. Have you ever seen it or seen any of it?
1: That's like Lexica. No, not really. I.
0: I think it was kind of um, before my time, but. I, I personally never watched it until years after it had already finished. Alright. Yeah, um, it was. I think it ran from 2005 to 2010, maybe, or 2009. And I never watched it until I want to say 2012 or 2013 mm. for the first time. So it had already finished by the time I watched it. But yeah, just really good series. I like that that kind of character drama stuff. Those those stories of just uh. I also like the like stranded at an island kind of plot lines where it's just it's the same group of people trapped in a situation and the plot is just how do they deal with this situation and try to get out of it
1: well that's not the only thing that's uh finishing or finished i suppose that's finished was you know it's a bad transition Mm -hmm. uh tomorrow uh yeah they are releasing the final season of attack on titan
0: I have not watched that show since the first season. Me neither. <laughs> actually, I've watched <laughs> the first two seasons of it, I think. Uh, I read the manga for a while, I don't, but... I've never understood why
1: people were so infatuated by it.
0: I, I see it as something that I could get into, but it just never really it never hooked me. I think if I if I took the time and actually sat down and watched it, I would watch it the whole way through, because the concept's interesting. Um, well, yeah. People <laughs> trapped, there are these giant monsters roaming the world that are vastly more powerful than them, and they have to use all these weird pieces of technology to try and just survive.
2: Uh,
1: I may have seen too many animes that are like that already. Um, there's a zombie that may be one why, why feels I stopped super watching. similar to it. I can't remember what it's called, though. High School of the Dead. Probably not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, no it's not that one it's, it's somewhere like the, there's a, a young girl with like blade sandals or something blade sandals yeah I
0: can't remember. I do not remember I don't think I've ever seen that it's like a
1: zombie thing but anyway um, yeah yeah no um, people were going crazy for the time they were buying like special coats and backpacks with the logos on and I swear half oh, I people remember. didn't know what they were buying but um yeah it was it was a fad like it was it was a really bad anime for it to happen though like i can imagine a lot of other animes that happening with but they don't and so i was so confused why it happened with that one
0: yeah i could say the same thing about naruto
1: yeah but naruto is a kind of timeless Timeless classic, really. I mean, it's been around for so long,
0: and it's... What's so the people just... They they like it through Stockholm Syndrome? They've moved on from that now. They've moved on to Naruto's kid, Boruto, which I thought was a joke, but it's actually his name.
1: Yeah, I've, I've not heard anything. I haven't seen any of the movies or... Um... Or past the Akotsuki arc, really. Uh, well, I've seen a bit past that because I've been playing the game, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you've you, now you've watched. You've watched the rest of it. I,
1: I believe there's a lot more to it, though. Um, mm. Same with One Piece. I kind of gave up eventually. I've watched so many hundreds of episodes of One Piece, and eventually I was just like, nope, it's... It, I, it was stuck on a single arc for like... Seventy plus
0: episodes. Yeah, that's that's an anime that's it was just it's dragon. still going, isn't it? Yeah, it's still going. There are other ones that I that go on for that long that I I fully endorse watching. Uh, one of the ones I watched when I was in high school and it's still going now uh, was an anime. In the US, it was called Case Closed, and in Japan, it was called Detective Conan. Um, and it it follows like this high school kid who uh, is well he he works as a consulting detective they were they're going for like a very Sherlock Holmes vibe mm. and every episode was just you know there's a you know, there's a murder or a crime or something committed and he's solving it but the the twist is that he crosses people he shouldn't have crossed and he gets poisoned but the poison doesn't kill him it this is where the plot gets kind of weird it it shrinks him to so he he looks like a child again and so he the the twist on the the plot is that he has to find ways to solve these murders and or crimes and as a child as a child and get the information to the adults who just think he's a kid um it's probably i mean it's very clearly an anime that was i want to say it was made for kids but it really isn't because it there's some pretty brutal murders in some of the episodes right like there's an episode where a guy gets decapitated by a piano wire on a roller coaster um okay yeah like there's some there's some pretty brutal uh, anyway but I loved like watching it because I loved they, they do a good job just like in the Sherlock Holmes short stories of dropping hints along the way so that you can kind of solve it yeah, before and figure it out yourself it the, yeah. yeah and they don't they don't give anything away until the end where there's a big plot reveal where somebody explains like oh this is how this happened and this is how this happened and this is how they did this clever murder or something like that mm. and I just I really loved watching it's on like episode 800 and something now
1: yeah I the, the, there's a Sherlock Holmes the the one with um Downey Jr remember that
0: oh yeah that was yeah That was like hey what if sherlock holmes was an action hero a bunch no not really (laughs) there's so many
1: okay (laughs) lots of people hated that film and i actually really quite enjoyed it because they did explain all of the like how all of the things were portrayed as magic to everyone else in the story yeah how it was actually done, so like the, the rain when someone stepped in from from getting out of his carriage wasn't actually rain. It was like basically sprinkling uh some odorless flammable liquid onto the person so that when he was in the room later, some guy mm. just had to flick a fire match onto him and he had like
0: completely yeah. combust. They, uh, I, I I I enjoyed the movie too. I, I will say that, but in hindsight, it was very because I've seen other shows that do a better job with Sherlock Holmes. Oh,
1: yeah, I mean yeah, there's, there's quite a few Sherlock Holmes out there now. Yeah.
0: God. Hmm. Well. Uh okay. We we are actually coming up on the end of segment two. Do you wanna any final thoughts? Oh, Anything final to close thoughts? us out? Oh, uh,
1: Shit. What, oh. Okay. Yeah. We better round up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh pa pa
0: What we most what's been the key focus of this one? I mean we seem to be talking about anime quite a bit today in yeah, general. That's of the narrative thing. Naruto Ooh, god you got something that I heard that so many times last night. <laughs> <laughs> was... I don't remember well it was one of my one of my friends uh in college did that, like I think it was Juan, just all the time and so whenever I, I hear about the series that that line pops into my head.
1: It was just those, like, intense moments where characters, like, (laughs) running away in the background, I just hear Naruto! (laughs) 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 It was rather distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, that's my final thought. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just... I can picture that... (laughs) Something always amuses me. (laughs) about that when it's like a very tense or serious scene and then (laughs) some asshole just ruins it okay uh oh god all right this is uh this is gonna be the end of uh segment two um thank you everyone for listening and we will be back momentarily with segment three And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast We are on segment three our wild card segment which today we have gone back to the uh, hive of scum and villainy known as Twitter uh, yep. I was just kind of glancing through there we'd kind of loosely decided we were gonna see if something entertaining but not too controversial was trending uh, but it seems to be all controversial shit <clears throat> One thing I did notice, just now is apparently on this day in history, in 1933, uh, Prohibition ended. Hmm. That's, that's a happy, that's a happy thing. Yeah. 1933. They, after ten years, they freed the booze. They freed the (laughs) booze. It's not like, free the nipple, but... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But with a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, the 21st Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is ratified, ending the prohibition of alcohol when Utah became the last state to ratify it. Uh, and then the hashtags, hashtag beer, hashtag wine, hashtag whiskey, hashtag history. Oh, I wish I was getting that shit on mine. Well, we're on the same Twitter account.
1: Yeah, I know, but mine's all the stupid political English shit.
0: I, I am going... Attack to attack on Titan. I am going to send you this, um... <laughs> do, do not read it. Okay. <laughs> okay. One of one of the things that I have the TMCJ podcast Twitter account following. It's a problem I often have <laughs> when I first when I first made the account. I figured it needed to be following something, and so I followed just some random things. Like uh, the Onion is one of them, though, and which is all was just hilarious. Although The Onion is having a harder and harder time creating parodies because reality seems to be stranger than anything. Than fiction, yeah. It's like anything they could possibly put out there. It's (laughs) Things that were parodies from... I'll give you an example. Like, back in the early 2000s, or mid-2000s, I want to say it was, The Onion put out a fake article uh, titled... um, Woman takes break from being a feminist to enjoy life. And there was... And sure enough, there was a real article written in like... I want to say it was 2017 or 2018 that uh, some one of my friends sent me. And it was an article about this, this woman who... Uh, she was writing about how she had to set aside her feminist beliefs to enjoy any movies. I was like, well... Right. It's just... It's just old onion I mean, like, articles. To me, I go into movies
1: sometimes being like, all right, I'm going to. I won't talk during the movie. Even if something winds me up,
0: I'll keep it to myself. I guess they're doing that but with, like, their emotions. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's, that's what I think most normal people do. Like, when I'm watching a movie, especially if it's something over the top, like Boondock Saints we just talked about, or mm. one of the Marvel superhero movies, you have to have the willing suspension of disbelief. Like, you know, put it out of your mind that you are like, that would never happen, and then just enjoy it.
2: Mm.
0: Enjoy the pretty lights and colors. Pardon me.
1: Yeah, uh... Sorry, I'm, I'm being dragged in by the fucking leftist stuff again.
0: Um... <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be looking for stuff uh, that isn't controversial.
1: Well, yeah, but... I mean, is it... I mean, we are a... I feel like we're fairly neutral. Well, we're not neutral, but we, on the podcast, we're fairly neutral, and we discuss things for their merits and what we can see, as opposed to speculation. Um, Yeah, that is generally the goal. Um, And if we do speculate, we say this is based on our own opinions
0: and no evidence. (laughs) Um, And then there's always the caveat that, hey, we're just two random dudes. We are two random dudes. We're very random. The um the, the talk about, like, putting aside your, you're like, oh, that would, you, the willing suspension of disbelief thing reminded me of a, a Zero Punctuation review where he was, he was reviewing the MMO uh, DC Universe Online when it first came out. Right. And he's like, you can also choose, like, the origin of your powers and it either comes and he's like, but I thought that would be the same for every superhero, the willing suspension of disbelief. <laughs> That, I, I, the other Twitter account that we I have this account following is Today in History, <clears throat> which mm. is where I saw the Prohibition thing.
1: Oh, it keeps coming up with uh, Yahtzee Crucial to follow on Twitter.
0: shall I just hit follow on him? Because I feel like that's someone we oh, can yeah. get behind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Go on, go for it. That's somebody. I, I'm surprised I didn't think to follow him to begin with. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. no, no. Mid, mid, rat. The other thing I was noticing is that Elon Musk is just sending out a bunch of movie titles. Like the the most recent one is Watch Demolition Man. Like, yeah. Which so what's Demolition Man again? Demolition Man is a it's a Sylvester Stallone movie, action movie. Mm. Uh, him and oh, what was the other guy's name? the The villain in it is so good. There's a there's actually a few like big name actors in that movie. Um. Mm. But I only remember him. I don't remember the names of actors generally, but he's, he's the one that pops out. He's the main character. The title character, in fact. He is the Demolition Man. Yeah. Um, general premise of the movie is that he is kind of a cop that goes a little bit overboard to stop criminals and ends up causing tons of property damage and stuff like that, um, Yeah. Like there's a funny oh, scene like in the beginning vigilante of
1: vigilante justice. Where
0: can we find out more about vigilante justice, guys? This isn't vigilante <laughs> justice. This is he's an <laughs> okay. actual police officer. He just doesn't care about property damage when he's <laughs> trying <laughs> to help people and get you know catch the criminals. So like there's yeah. a scene in the beginning of the movie where like a news lady is uh, like sticking a microphone in his face. He's like singed and he's carrying like a little girl away from like a completely totaled mall and she's like you know how can you justify doing like you know eight 18 million dollars of property damage just to save one person and the, the little girl that he's carrying away just turns to the lady she's like fuck you lady <laughs>
2: it was, it was yeah.
0: but that kind of epitomizes his character in the movie anyway he finally goes too far and ends up uh getting a Like, arrested and sentenced and stuff. And the central premise to the movie is that they start a new experimental uh, prison thing where they're not putting them in jail, they put them in cryogenic sleep. And while they're in cryogenic sleep, they use suggestion, right, to try and mentally correct them, right? Yeah. Anyway, he... That happens to him, and then it it fast-forwards to, like, uh, 20 or 30 years in the future, or so on, and the main criminal, the main villain that this guy is after a lot in the movie, he wakes up, and he starts causing chaos, and because things have changed so much, like, the future is everyone, like, no one's aggressive, no one swears, like, people rely on... they're they're not equipped essentially, to deal with that caliber of criminal from back in the 80s. And so they end up waking up the demolition man so that he can help them take down this other criminal. Yeah. And it's just, it's the, it, that, that's the plot of the movie. And then it just continues on him chasing this criminal. And then there's, there's other subplots and things, but it's a, it's an excellent action movie. Very simple, straightforward, really fun to watch.
1: Cool. Well, I've got a um a light-hearted another topic if you uh if you're ready. Yeah, go for it. All right, first of all, who the hell names their child Saint? All right? Not even my ego is that big. And that's <laughs> saying things. Uh Kim Kardashian uh is currently trending mm-hmm. with the uh the trending tag of My 5, which is one of her children called Saint, turned five today, I think? Yeah. Okay. And she's interviewing her kids every year, the same questions so that when they're older, she can tell them
0: what they said when they were young. That is honestly one of the most wholesome things I think I've ever heard come out of Twitter. That's actually- Really? I really like that. That's an adorable idea it is but normally people do it like photos and stuff not like an essay well no but think about it though because it's like taking home movies it's it's along the same line like you you know you're back when video cameras weren't as ubiquitous as now you'd only record maybe once or twice a year and it'd be like christmas Mm -hmm. and you'd be recording your kids like opening presents and they'd uh and then you'd maybe years later you'd watch back home movies and be like oh look you know look how cute you were look how excited you were that you got this bike or something like that and i think it's the same sort of idea it's like you know what do you want to be when you grow up and that sort of thing and so when they're older they can kind of have that moment of nostalgia and like look when you were when you were five years old you wanted to be an astronaut and you know now you want to be an mma fighter or something it just yeah, I think I, I think it's kind of just. I, I'm curious what the questions are because you don't actually. That's tell us what they are. True. If the the questions, if the questions are what I'm thinking, like kind of just cute and wholesome and something that they can look back to with fond nostalgia, then okay. Yeah. But if the questions are like, um, what's the square root of pi, <laughs> and then they're like, what? Yeah, not nonsensical. Yeah, it'd, yeah. it'd be. I I think that that's a cool idea I may actually that might be if I ever have kids I think that might be something I'd consider doing as just like a family tradition Mm -hmm. just like look back and watch it because I I like uh, whenever I find something I wrote or something I did from when I was much younger I'm like oh it kind of gives me a peek into what my what my thinking was like yeah Oh, excuse I'm, me. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm sorry. I'm still trying to find out what the questions are. Someone asked, and I, like in in the, like replies, and yeah. theirs is the only question that does not have a heart next to
2: it.
1: <laughs> 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 so I'm guessing that
0: was like a big old no. Just like you're not going to hear these questions. Um, they're, they're private. They're proprietary questions. Yeah. God, who calls their child same It's a very celebrity
1: thing, isn't it? To Call, call yeah. your child something.
2: <clears throat> they're extravagant. Mm.
0: Yeah, the the there there are some weird names out there. Although I will say, it, there there is some some ego to it. Uh, my friend Juan named his first son after the first emperor of Rome.
1: Uh oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, wait, what is it? So, uh, the first emperor was uh, Augustus Caesar, or before he took the name Augustus, it was Octavian Augustus Caesar. Oh, yeah, he's um, Buck Tavy. Yeah, he named him his kid Octavian. Um, Which, there's a certain amount of ego there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. But but Tavy is, I don't know. Tavy is cute. I mean... Uh, I don't know, having to say the full thing is maybe a bit.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's probably why they abbreviated it, but...
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> uh, another person who's had their five-year-old help them make card art, which is like that they, they got them to draw little, like, dragon-y things, which is pretty adorable. That That, that is... That's cute. Uh...
0: <laughs> Man. <laughs> Some of the things that come out of the onion are just amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this is the headline: "You are the jewel of my collection," says Saudi prince while guiding frightened, frightened Jared Kushner towards his harem. <laughs> I
2: don't
0: know. I just it, and the, they have a picture to go along with it that just I don't know made me made me chuckle. Yeah. We we've this is what happened the last time we did one of these Twitter segments it just quickly degraded to you and I both separately browsing Twitter and then occasionally going oh look that looks kind of cool
1: yeah pretty much it's basically shitposting <laughs> um. <laughs> oh um, I have been watching uh, a lot of the Yogscast live streams right this and last I week. Yeah, I've
0: been talking about it. I don't really I've never really watched them or know anything about them really no uh,
1: it's it's something that I think there are a few. There's a couple streams that they do um, over the Christmas period that will appeal to everyone. Like the karaoke streams, I think everyone kind of enjoys that. Mm. But for the most part, you kind of got to have watched them a lot to enjoy most of it. Because um, a lot of the stuff they do is just really dumb. <laughs> yeah. But it's the people that you're there for, really, as opposed to the content
0: S- that's that's what it used to be like for me uh for watching like achievement hunter and Rooster Teeth. um mm. like anything under that that umbrella uh, achievement hunter and Rooster Teeth were the ones i used to follow and i it was it was for the people like i like watching their podcast i liked it especially on achievement hunter when they do like the the game activities and do like the stupid shenanigans where they're pranking each other at the office and stuff like that that entertained me yeah. um they've fallen on rough times they they've yeah they've kind
2: of
0: things have gotten rough over there i i, I haven't f- really been following them much lately no because it i don't know it just um they they, they lost a few really good people people that I, I enjoyed watching um and then a few of the other ones like the long time people that had been around since the red versus blue days uh they were kind of taking a back seat and being less like in front of the camera which is fine you hit a point in your career where you want to be less of a personality and be more of a you know uh uh, at at the high end you get to do like creative writing and strategic planning and stuff like that maybe i i can understand why they did it but i thought it was a loss in terms of the entertainment value because those people were still fun to watch
1: believe there was some controversy about which meant people had to
0: leave i heard that too i don't know if that was ever confirmed though i thought that was a rumor Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, as with everything on the
1: internet, things don't have to be confirmed to be uh, true in the internet's eyes. So a lot of people stopped watching, I think, because of rumors, uh, whether they were true or not. Um, But no, sorry. Positive. cast. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. They they made uh, a million in the start of the second day of the uh charity live streams for christmas uh, so it is every year they start on the 1st of december and end on the 30th um just raising raising money for certain charities and you can also like donate to your charity of choice as well as an option mm. and if you spend upwards of i think it's 25 pounds this year maybe 25 dollars i'm not sure um then you get a bundle of games from the humble bundle that's like 45 games i think it is this year holy crap and there are some really cool games in there um this does sound like an advert but it's mm. not advert for charity so i feel kind of less bad about it
0: <laughs> yeah it's, there's that that's always there, there's one charity stream that i i used to watch quite a bit was the uh, Games Done Quick. It was like the speed running charity stream that happens every yeah, year. Yeah, I remember. Um, those tend to be pretty entertaining, but they've they've gotten in recent years a little bit more sanitized and corporatized. There's less fun in it now, and it's more just... Mm. It's more dry and professional, so I haven't really watched it in the last year or so.
1: Yeah. Every, every year with the Yolkskars, more people because there's a lot of them some people are gone and some people are new every single year, mm. and so it's never quite the same. But they've generally solidified what their actual what they do each year now, mm. uh, which does make it a little
0: bit dry. And it's not as much of a shit show.
1: Yeah, they they also have kind of with that with the, ah. <laughs> they used to make really good like um, music videos basically. Yeah, Uh, Or at least they made made a couple of really good ones. And this year's, I listened to it and I just thought, oh god, that's awful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They didn't have an animator in-house this year either, so they didn't really have visuals for either. You know, I feel Um, like
0: that's, that's the way that the, you know, the whole YouTube Rewind thing that they do every year. Right. Yeah, everyone always hates. Well, yeah. they didn't used to. That's the thing. I they, Ever since, I think, the 2017, 2018, and 2019 ones were all, like, they, those were hated. The 2018 one, because it had nothing to do with what was actually on YouTube. Um, mm. The 2019 one was, they basically just didn't even try. They just did, it like, a top 10 video, um, which was received better than the previous ones. Ooh. Um
1: I do remember them sending something else some kind of message saying like you know better than us clearly uh, so
0: <laughs> this is what you get instead Yep <laughs> yeah. but, Oh god Yeah I feel like there's with a lot of different things like that entertainment companies or entertainment groups there's a point where they get big enough that they sort of feel obligated to dry out and become more corporate um and be a little bit less entertaining.
1: Which is what they are. At the end of the day, they are a corporation. They're there yeah. to make money. Uh but it's always nice to see when a company listens to its, to its followers. audience. Yeah. Uh unless that's Twitter because its followers are quite often dumbasses. No I'm kidding.
0: Other <laughs> <laughs> there was, speaking, actually, on, along the line of this subject, something that I've been thinking about, um, and I know we've, we've talked about just Shop Talk on the podcast, on the podcast mm. before. Um, sorry, Shop Talk about the podcast, on the podcast, was what I was trying to say. Mm. I, I've been thinking, like, right now we're on, we're on Twitter at, as our only social media account. We publish to YouTube, Spotify, Google, iTunes, and a couple other minor podcasting sites. Yep. I'm wondering if maybe we want to add more social media uh, to it, because... The thing again... is, I'm not
1: keeping up with the As <laughs> The <laughs> last week's been hectic as heck.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, believe me, it's the end of the year at work. I've... I like barely have time to breathe during the week yeah. I've still got two
1: sessions of XP for D&D to write up by tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, that's like two hours out of my day
2: <laughs> oh, well you we gotta do it
1: Yeah, I've been a mess this week though I, like I said I slept for like 17 hours yesterday and then you
0: didn't sleep last night
1: yep yeah, so I've been up now for about over 24 hours, I think it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just goes to show, I'm not someone to take life choices off of, but... Uh, <laughs> or <laughs> sleep schedules, apparently. Definitely not sleep I've had. a uh, So many... There have been so many things that, in my life where I've had to be awake during the night that now I'm so ingrained with being awake overnight.
0: Yeah, I would... I I imagine you would be an amazing case study for somebody who's looking into like differences in circadian rhythms.
1: Like, yeah. I I
0: think that's part of the reason why I slept
1: so long for the you know, the seventeen odd hours. Also, I only woke up from that seventeen hours because someone knocked on my door. <laughs> um I I think literally my I probably would have woken up at one point and thought, It's sunny, I must be need to go back to bed still. And so I was automatically shut off again. (laughs) Um, It's kind of mad. You'd think
0: the light would keep me awake, but it sends me to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's something I need to fix. (laughs) To be fair, though, this is something that confuses a lot of people when I talk about it, or weirds them out, I guess. I find I'm much more alert, awake, and active on, like, overcast, like, cloudy or rainy days. Like... A lot of people, th- those are the days that they want to, like, just lay around in bed, take a nap, you know, keep the lights off, and you know, maybe watch a movie or something like that. Those are the days that I want to get up and do something. Like, here right now, it's completely overcast, it's a downpour outside, and mm. I'm I'm feeling awake and alert. I'm looking forward to having, like, my day <laughs> after this. Lifting
1: weights in the background.
0: <laughs> after, this... <laughs> after this podcast, that's what I'm going to do, is I'm going to lift weights and then do some chores around the house. But Nice. That's... Like, that's the thing, is I feel much more alert and active when it's when it's sunny out. I just want to be like, oh, go the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I, I am so much less productive when it's, like, bright and sunny.
1: Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking, I, 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 I know my body is tired, but I don't want to go to sleep right now.
0: <laughs> well, that's the no. other thing, too
1: problem is, yeah, actually, what am I going to do tomorrow? I've got to be up at 6 p.m. Um, so theoretically, if I sleep a maximum of 12 hours, I don't have to go to bed until
0: 6 a.m. <laughs> but I'm not going to be able to stay awake until that long, hell no. Um, um, that's that's another, what, what, what time is it? 15 about? hours from now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's 3 o'clock over there right now, right?
1: So, yeah, basically I'm, I'm screwed. Um, it is oh, interesting I'll another few more hours if I'm gonna be up at the right time to be Yeah. God, don't don't try and work night shifts is my advice to everyone out there.
0: Oh I've had to do, yeah, I had to do it a few times. My first job at a college, um just like on a like from one day to another, they shifted me from a day shift to a night shift for two weeks. I was miserable. Mm. And then I had to go right back to the day shift after that. Yeah, I've been doing it for about four years. <laughs> yeah, I do not.
2: Do so, not envy so, you. Uh,
1: also, yeah, because, because of the time difference between here and you guys over there. it's uh, I've always been
0: like five hours ahead of everyone in the UK anyway. Right, yeah, because you have so much interaction with with us from the, the US. that, yeah. And then you've got um, people like, uh, what is it, Adam and Mass who are out an hour More even further, further. yeah, because yeah, they're in the Midwest.
1: Well, um, yeah, Adam's two hours. Oh, that's above right. Yeah, you. I forgot he moved. Masters one.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's the same thing with my um my family that lives out there. I got a family that lives in Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa. They're all hours ahead. Mm. But yeah,
2: no.
1: Um, you got on shortly before you joined the channel. Mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was like, <laughs> he was like. <laughs> You need to get help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, while he ate his, you know, his Rice Krispies and protein powder. (laughs) Uh, Sorry for giving away your secrecy.
0: Uh, (laughs) No, now everyone's going to get
1: as swole as he is. Oh my god. I wish I was as swole as he was. Is. I said was. (laughs) Was. Yeah,
0: he's dead now.
1: (laughs) No, just fat. No. Um (laughs) 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 I'm kidding you, please don't kill me What are we even Um, talking
2: about now?
0: I don't know Let's let's find something Let's find something fun and interesting to end this off with and then we'll close out this fucking shit show of a podcast It is a bit of a shit show We should think Uh, of something special to do for next podcast though, it's episode 20 It's our special Okay Well that's gonna be yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh...
1: Pa, 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 pa. Well, let's speculate on what we could do special for the next podcast. Something um, for episode 20? Yeah.
0: Something, uh... Is, is numerically themed, or...? Numerically themed?
1: What's... What's 20-based? Related? Uh... Fuck. <laughs> There's nothing relating there to There really isn't.
0: It's It's... It's like the lesser sibling oh lesser sibling uh, to episode 10. becoming an adult that sounds really boring well in in <laughs> japan in the u.s it happens at 18. well that's all right as far as i'm
1: concerned whilst you're still at like 19 you're mm. a teenager yeah as far as i'm concerned so i think 20 is when you become an adult
2: you know
0: that is something America. uh interesting though uh, is, like, the the age that adulthood is kind of considered to have happened in different eras mm. and in different cultures. I mean, people say you're not at 18 here because you can vote and you can drink. Yeah. Like, here, you, but, you can smoke and you can vote. You can't drink till 21, but... Yeah. It's, it's really
2: uh,
1: a point-of-view thing. Um, yeah, and I so think, I think it, maturity is different to... Whether you're an adult or a teenager. Sure. Oh yeah,
0: they're they're. I mean, there are people in their late twenties that I honestly would not trust to be able to walk out on the street on their own. Like, poor Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> i <kidding. Now>, Jesse <laughs> Jesse's one of those people who has been he's been like an old man ever since he was 19. Like yeah. I, I've I've known him since my freshman year in college, and yeah, he's. He's always been like the older responsible one. Um which ended up coming in useful a few times. Uh one of my old roommates uh Juan accidentally stabbed him with a katana and Jesse had a first aid kit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that's the sign of Sony's had a child. That was a fun birthday. Well no, this was this was, this was when we were in college still. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying gotcha. is, yeah, he's he's been that that same old man ever since ever since back in the day.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're ever going to reach that point, mate.
0: No, I, I I've kind of come to. I terms... don't have a first aid kit, but I've got a shotgun. <laughs> I can I can put him in the other direction. <laughs> Amputate I, it, yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of accepted that fact that like. I'm always going to be childish at heart, which I, mm. I, I'm okay with. Like I, I take important things seriously and when it I don't need to be serious and like on the ball, I I can act silly and like a child and still enjoy myself in that way. Mm. Um do things Ooh. that mm. like amuse me, like say Naruto in the middle of a yeah. important cutscene.
2: <laughs> um
0: I was
1: gonna say, oh, for episode twenty, we could do a rundown of twenty twenty. But then I was like, wait, it's a shit year. It's
0: probably yeah. Not well, that, that. <laughs> let's let's go with that. Let's. That's what we can do. One of our topics next week next week has got to be anything positive that happened in twenty twenty. We'll see if we short can short episode. <laughs> we'll see if we can find twenty things that happened in 2020 twenty twenty that were okay. positive. Because I don't think there are twenty of them, but they might exist maybe we'll have to hunt maybe. them down maybe maybe that'll be our segment three that'll be a sneak preview for next time um
1: if there's 20 things for segment three you realize that has to be like less than uh a minute and a half wait yeah there have to be
0: a minute and a half each i mean we've we've gone over by quite a bit before i'm not too concerned about it okay we can give it a whole two minutes a thing, then we get four minutes That's why when, I was,
1: when I'm making the quiz, I keep it to 15, because I'm like, well, then we get two minutes to discuss each thing. And yeah, we still run over yeah. by, like, 10 minutes each time.
0: Yeah. I Although I, I did watch back the, the quiz segment from this time. It was... I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I do love the quizzes. Anyway. Let's uh, let's close it out there. Yes. Alright, this has been the TMCJ Podcast. We are at the end of episode 19. Thank you everyone for listening, and we hope that you'll tune in again next week when we try to do something relevant for episode 20.
1: Have a splendid week.